We all know what the fourth trimester is, but have you ever heard of the fifth trimester? And have you ever thought about how we don't just transition from pregnant to being a mom and figuring out motherhood? We are constantly going through different transitions and having to navigate new seasons and new changes. And what helps so much with that is being prepared and being educated. So today I'm excited to bring you Calista Anderson of the new Mom Boss podcast because her mission in life is to help moms prepare for motherhood and prepare for that postpartum season. Today we get to dive into not just the fourth trimester, but also the fifth trimester, which you might not have heard of before. We talk about what support systems are helpful to have and some tangible things that will help you Even if you're in the midst of postpartum right now, they'll help you just make some tiny shifts and adjustments that will make life slightly easier, make you feel a little bit more prepared. So I'm excited to welcome to the podcast, Calista, who is a mom of three. She's a registered nurse, a certified lactation counselor, and she helps moms through her podcast and through her new mom prep school. So let's bring her to the show so she can just share her experience, share her story, and help you navigate the fourth and fifth trimester and all of the different mom transitions that we go through. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, lost it all in just over a year both times and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Hey, Calista, I'm so excited to have you here today and have you pour into these listeners. I know they've heard a little bit about your background, but can you dive into just a little bit more about your family and what brought you to this point today where you help moms prepare for postpartum? Well, first of all, thank you, Liz, for having me. And I love, I could talk about anything pregnancy and postpartum with anybody for like hours, but we'll keep it short. And I know there's a, what we're going to focus on today is the fourth trimester and the fifth trimester for mama. But before we get there, I, um, I'll tell your listeners a little bit more about me. So my name is Calista Anderson, and I am a, a registered nurse, a certified lactation counselor, and I started new mom boss after going through my own struggles as a new mom. Um, with my first daughter. Um, So I am the type of girl that always wanted to be a mom from a young age. And I, you know, wanted nothing more in life than to be a mom. So I had, I thought that desire and my skills for planning 
was going to be enough to go into motherhood. And I did all the things I saw other moms do, which is, you know, put the, the baby registry together, have the baby shower and put together like a Pinterest perfect nursery and washed all the clothes. Everything looked perfect when the baby arrived and she arrived and then it wasn't so easy. You know, I think I had a little bit of medical arrogance because I am a nurse and I went through an L and D rotation. I followed a lactation counselor during nursing school and my husband's a doctor and he even delivered a couple babies and his training. So we're like, Oh, we got this. But the thing that I never thought about was all the other, all the other stuff like sleep deprivation and how showering, eating and sleeping, the normal daily activities was going to be such a difficult thing to do in the postpartum period. And so I struggled. And I also struggled with breastfeeding because I did not really learn much about it. Although I followed a lactation counselor for a few weeks in in my school. Um, So yeah, I struggled, but luckily I got help pretty quickly in the first week after having my daughter and we got into the groove and things worked out well breastfeeding, but the other stuff was still a challenge. And then at four months old, when my daughter was four months, I found out I was pregnant again. And I was like, holy moly, I I can't do all this again in eight short months. (laughs) I haven't even slept. And um, so I just thought of everything I did do and everything that I didn't do that I thought might help me the second time around. And so I, I deleted all the things that weren't necessary. And I, I put things in that I didn't do the first time around. And I had a beautiful experience the second time with my son. And so coming out of that experience, I was like, why is it so hard? Why don't we as first time moms get the help and support that we need to have this experience? And why do we have to wait for the second time around? And that's how my passion for helping other moms came about. And um, a few years later, I started New Mom Boss. It's crazy because as a mom, you really don't know what to expect until you're in the midst of it. And I always, I think about this a lot. Moms, I feel like once you become a first time mom in, it can be really easy in your head to go, why didn't anyone tell me about this? Why, why did they, you know, make it look so pretty and sugarcoat it? And no one's like out to get you. No one's out to make it this like this pretty, pretty picture and make it seem easier than it really is. No one's out to do that. We just don't want to scare you at the same time, but you also don't, it's just, it's just this weird space to be in because other people don't want to scare moms and moms kind of like block out the scary stuff or the stuff that is difficult. And at the same time, you just really don't know until you're in the midst of it. So it is hard to learn trial by error, but it's so cool that you took that experience and really put it into something that in, in your podcast is phenomenal that helps moms prepare a little bit more. I know something we talk about on your show is how that education and preparation is huge when it comes to <laughs> making it a little bit easier. So what do you think is like integral? I know a lot of the listeners, a lot of my listeners are already postpartum but some might have babies again. And I think in any area of life, it's important to be educated. So what are some areas when it comes to motherhood that you have found are integral in being prepared for and being educated on? Cause even if, you know, listener right now, even if you're in the midst of 
motherhood and postpartum and trying to figure it out, even educating yourself right now when you're in the thick of it can help. So what are some of those areas that you have seen moms struggle in most when they can prepare or educate themselves in that area? It helps them just make it a little bit easier. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think, you know, it is the way it is right now because of our culture. It's just the way things are. Our focus isn't on postpartum or very little is placed on the postpartum time. And you can see that just look at how many doctor's visits or prenatal visits, whether it's a doctor or a midwife, how many you get while you're pregnant. It's something like 17 to 20 visits. And then in the postpartum time, you get one visit at six to eight weeks postpartum. Yeah. And we're kind of just left to figure things out on our own and find the support on our own. Whereas during pregnancy, the support is kind of built in because of the way our insurance is and, you know, just our culture, like all the fun events during pregnancy from the baby shower. And now it's gender reveal, you know, like all these fun things, which I love totally. Um, but it's not preparing us for the bigger picture. And like I said, it is a cultural thing. Um, you know, and my mission is to place more focus on the postpartum time, because once upon a time, there were no such things as wedding planners, right? Like, who would have thought like somebody to plan your wedding, like it's a one day event. Um, And same for like planning the postpartum, you it's not so much that you want to hire someone for that postpartum time, but just having that attention for that time when you're a new mom. Mm-hmm. And I also have to say there's a big difference. And so you ask what is the biggest thing for new moms or postpartum moms? Um, I, I try to catch them while they're pregnant. And, you know, um, and a lot of times they're caught up in the fun stuff. And it's hard to like, tell them, you know what, but there's really these other things that are going to need your preparation and your mindset. Um, it takes a lot of mindset preparation too. Um, and so that is my, my, one of my biggest things is to help people change their perspective a little bit and broaden it to include the postpartum time, because there is a difference between preparing for the baby, which we do a pretty good job of, you know, we have, we buy all the, the stuff, the gadgets, the things we prepare the home, the nursery, all the car seats and all that stuff. But we don't really put an emphasis on preparing ourselves to be moms and the transition from becoming this, you know, single or, or this um, married woman who is used to doing everything for ourselves and transitioning into now a new mom caring for a baby 24 seven. And we're not able to care for ourselves the way we used to, because we're juggling, you know, every single minute of the day in the postpartum period for the first few months, you know, just focused on the baby. And that's when things can kind of get really difficult. We can lose ourselves. We don't, we're not able to take care of ourselves. We don't know how to ask for help. And we don't set up the help to make it easy for ourselves to be supported. Yeah. What do you think are the the areas that help moms feel a little bit more on top of things? Like the moms you work with that do get to that point postpartum and they're like, okay, I feel like I've got my feet under me a little bit more than I would have had I not been prepared. What are the key 
things that they're doing that's different aside from changing their perspective and their mindset. Mindset's huge. Like it's the foundation mm-hmm. of everything. Totally believe that. But what are some of the tangible stuff they've got in place once baby comes that's got them feeling like they've got it a little bit more, I don't even want to say figured out or together, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Right, right. Okay. So I like to look at the postpartum period as the fourth trimester and the fifth trimester for moms. Oh, go into the fifth too a little more because I feel like that's not talked about a lot. Right, right. Okay. So um, the fourth trimester, most of you mamas listening might have heard that for the baby, but I also like to tell moms, think of it as a fourth trimester for yourself too, because you need that those three months to heal all the pelvic floor stuff and getting um, into a groove with breastfeeding and just, you know, really recovering from pregnancy and not forcing yourself to go, go, go back to normal, bounce back to what it was like and fit in all your clothes and all that kind of stuff. Just not realistic. Right. Like just being gentle with yourself in those first three months, I say would be the biggest thing. And, and the more you prepare ahead of time, the more you can be present with your baby, with your partner and with yourself and just enjoy that new mom experience. So that I would say that's the fourth trimester for mom in a nutshell. But the fifth trimester is another transition. You know, the I would say the fourth trimester is kind of that messy middle. And you just have to allow it and let it be and just embrace this downtime and having this new little baby in your life. And then after the first three months after birth, you kind of get into just that when you're getting into the swing of things, you know, you kind of have, you have a schedule already your, your daily routines with the baby. And then the fifth trimester happens, which really quickly on the baby side is like the fourth, the fourth month, a lot happens, you know, they start rolling over, you know, sleep regression, like all this stuff happens in the, every time I come across a mom who's got like a four or five, six month old, I'm like, aren't they doing everything now? It's like overwhelming and exciting at the same time. They change so much at that point. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. Like they they're starting to laugh out loud. Like it's it's the, the cutest, like the first laugh out loud is like the cutest little moment. Um, so yeah, a lot happens if in the fifth trimester with the baby, cause they're just like, oh my gosh, so many milestones. Yeah. But also for mom, it's usually the time she goes back to work. And so there's a whole transition during that time. So there's preparing for the childcare, right? If you're, if you're going to be physically going back to work or out of the home, or even if you're working from home and you're going to need someone to help you care for the baby, um, and for the stay-at-home moms, you know, this this time it, it looks a little different, but for the, the working moms that work, you know, outside of the home, it, it does take a little more planning because um, when you're not the primary caregiver during the work hours, you are going to need to get ready for bottle feeding if you're exclusively breastfeeding, right? And actually, I was just talking to a client prior to this, and we were planning that out for her, like, when should she and she just had her baby a few weeks ago, but she's already thinking of how it's going to be like when she goes to work, which is good, you know, it's good to plan a little bit, but also, you know, go gently, go easy on yourself. Yeah. Um, and that is one thing I think a lot of first time moms don't think about um, if they're exclusively breastfeeding. Um, 
getting the baby used to the bottle could be a hurdle. Right. I must, I must have the timing of that personally. Like neither of my boys took bottles because we didn't introduce them early enough. And I stay like, I work from home and stay home with them, but I was like, Oh, we'll do it eventually. Or oh, we'll try one here. And it just never worked out. Cause I was never prepared to do it. It's right. Really so for, the, for the stay at home moms, you're going to want to have a little me time, get, make an appointment for your hair, which is going to yeah. require a few hours away from yeah. home. Right. And so just, that's what I just told my client is what, okay, go make your hair appointment and whatever that is, like, let's plan it, you know, later down the line in a month or month and a half or whatever, but two weeks prior to that appointment or whenever it is, whatever event you may have coming up, plan for two weeks before that to introduce the bottle. And if you are an exclusively breastfeeding mama, you want to, if you don't already have a stash of um, frozen breast milk, you know, you may want to start doing that. Now, you don't need a ton, you just need a couple bottles worth of milk, you know, on standby, because you're always feeding and you can always pump like the day before. And so just have one to two bottles um, as your backup and and bottle feeding or emergency baby food. So that's one of the most, um, I I guess, big tangible things in the fifth trimester is thinking about when you're going to want to start bottle feeding if you're not already bottle feeding, because some babies do not take to it well, as you, you mentioned. Yeah. For me, my, fir- my first baby did not like the bottle. Um, and then when she finally took the bottle, she only wanted it from my mom. Like nobody else could <laughs> bottle feed her. And so when you start introducing the bottle, I recommend you leave the house or not completely or stay at the other end of the house because if they can smell you and and know you're around they're gonna want the real thing they want your boob and so you don't want to be around the baby and I would say yeah don't don't be the first one to bottle feed because they'll they'll just look they they know it's right there yeah (laughs) that's so interesting and I feel like the fifth trimester too that like three four month mark is the point and you were talking about how you need to give yourself that time to heal. What I find very interesting, and I try to remind my moms of this all the time, but it can take up to 18 months for your body to recover from pregnancy and birth. Like three months is one sixth of that. It is nothing. So like really give yourself that time to be gentle and just mm-hmm. figure it out day by day. Cause it's so like, that's the first transition of many transitions you'll go through as a mom. And I feel like that fifth trimester, so it's like four months to what, seven, six ish. Yeah. I feel like that's the time when that's like another transition. And you don't realize before becoming a mom that there's like transition after transition. I mean, I'm going through the one right now with my youngest, who's one and a half of dependence to independence, and I'm struggling with it. But I feel like that fifth trimester, there's this transition too of you're getting a lot of support more than usual. Not, not as like, you know, pregnancy, a lot of the attentions on you, baby comes a lot of the attentions on baby, but there's still people like offering help. But then when you get to that fifth trimester, it's like, all right, you should have it figured out. You know, there's not as, it's kind of like, all right, you had your baby ever the world carries on too. So there's almost that like mental shift of support. No, I think you're absolutely right. That's why I tell moms in the fourth trimester, 
accept all the help that people offer because it doesn't last long. Yeah. Right. And then fifth trimester, you're kind of, yeah, you're kind of left alone and you're trying to figure out how you're going to balance work and baby and self care. Mm-hmm. And the, you're right. The whole body piece is just one layer of motherhood that yeah. is transitioning in a parallel to everything else that's going on. Um, so the help piece is you want to, I mean, it's, it's for those, I mean, the listeners of this show are moms, so they, they won't um, be taken aback by me saying you need mom, mommy friends. Yeah. Non-mommies probably are like, what? Um, <laughs> but it is a thing, right? Yeah. Like, Community. It's so important. And moms crave it. They're like, I need connection, but I'm like, I'll just stay in my bubble. Cause I don't really know what to do. <laughs> right. And you know, us moms, we talk about our babies nonstop, right? In the first year, we're always talking about our babies. So you want other moms who get it and who yeah. talk about their babies as well. Cause when you have your other friends who don't have babies yet, or maybe they're like way past this season in their life. They're just in a different season. You just want people who are in a similar boat as you, right? Like we're all kind of going through this together and, and figuring things out and comparing notes. And that community piece is so helpful and you'll appreciate each other because you can exchange all these stories. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you would suggest, suggest moms do to help strengthen, or maybe like if they do have an existing support system, because sometimes you go into postpartum and you, you didn't like realize that we live very far from family. So I had to be really intentional about leaning into different communities to get support. Um, but do you have any specific suggestions moms can do to like strengthen their support system or reinforce it? Because yeah, it's important those first three months, a lot of my listeners are further on than that, but you still need a support system. You need it forever. Like that phrase, it takes a village to raise a child is, I mean, that's, that's 18 years, that's forever. And so we need Mm -hmm. it at all points postpartum. So how can a mom like reinforce it, strengthen it, lean back into a community or find it? Right. Just, you know, any, anything in your community, like local in-person things, there's lots of mommy and me classes. So that's where I would start if you want that in-person community. And then there's a ton of online communities as well. It's just a different kind of community, right? Because it's not like you can go get coffee together or go to the park together. So you want those different types of groups, both, you know, online and in person, and then your the, the circle of friends you already have. So it's important to have your mommy friends, but it's also, you know, important to keep in touch with your old friends, your old circle, because they know you, right? And you have a history with them. And so what I like to tell moms is to schedule their girls night out or girls day out, like just schedule them, put them in the calendar, even if it's two, three months out from now, then you won't forget about it. Because it's really easy to go day to day, week to week. And then you're like, Oh, we haven't like gotten together in a really long time. But if you just plan it out, and my my friend sent me this, this um, meme about like, 
getting together, it's like everyone has to check their calendars nowadays, yeah. right? Like at this season of our life, it's not like, hey, let's hang out Friday. No, it's like all of us have so many different calendars and we ha- it's hard to find one date that works for everybody. And so I, I recommend just scheduling a girl's day months out in advance so that it's secure before everyone's calendars get filled up. That's smart. That's really yeah, smart. And, um, I wanted to mention also in the fifth trimester, it's that I would say actually the first, I mean, the fourth trimester. So right after birth, it's intense, right? It's the messy middle. The fifth trimester can be tough too, because it's yeah. the sleep regression. There's lots happening. You're maybe getting back, um, getting ready to go back to work. And it's kind of like that final push, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to think of the new mom is the first year, but the first six months is the more intense of the six of of the first year. Yeah. And the, um, the, the fifth trimester is like, you're almost there. If you can just get past the six months, because, you know, it's recommended you breastfeed for at least six months, they recommend a year, but if you cannot make it a year, just, you know, that your first goal is to make it to six months. And there's a lot of relief after six months, because then you introduce solids. Right. And then you're like, oh, like it's not just my body feeding the baby anymore. You know, it's like a big sigh of relief. And then it's a different challenge, like, you know, introducing solids and it's a whole thing. Got to plan one thing at a time and all that stuff. But there is I I don't know, for me, it was a a certain like, like relief. Totally. And then also for me, for all three of my kids, I sleep trained in the fifth trimester because um. So I did not plan on sleep training, but when I found out I was pregnant when my daughter was four months old and I was about to have another baby and I hadn't slept, I was like, holy moly. So my husband and I did the research. I'm like, is it safe to sleep train? Like, are we going to mess the baby up and all this stuff? So we did the research and I read the books and I sleep trained my daughter and at five and a half months. So we were in that fifth trimester period. Yeah. And it was amazing. So after we sleep trained her, I slept great until the next baby was born. And when you can get that sleep, because really, there is different kinds of sleep training, and you can sleep, sleep train earlier on. But this is the sleep training where they can really sleep through the night, their bellies are big enough that they don't have to feed at night. And that's the time I did it. And oh my gosh, that was like a whole new me was born again. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get sleep back, it's amazing. And so if you can get that in the fifth trimester, some people don't, and they just tough it out for the whole entire first year with night feedings and just not like a lot of broken sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say the fifth trimester is the best time to do it. Any earlier might be too early. Um, to sleep through the night, depending on the baby, but most babies can sleep through the night around the fifth trimester. Yeah. That's when my first, uh, right at the end of the fifth trimester is when he started sleeping through the night. And my second, um, wasn't until he was one. And that was just like, he's this little personality that is just, I want to do it my way with everything. And sleep was one of them, but yeah, it's, I, I tell a lot of moms, we're like, I'm just stuck. I'm at a plateau trying to lose weight. I'm frustrated about my schedule. I want to have more routine. I want to get up early, but my baby's still waking up. I'm like, then you need to wait 
or figure out sleep. But you know, you can't try to force all of that when you're not sleeping. It's just like physically for mom is not the right time to do stuff if you're still not sleeping well, but yeah, sleep is transformational when it comes to everything you're trying to learn and do as a mom. Was there anything else about the fourth or fifth fifth trimester that you want to hit on or that you think would help the listeners today? Well, I just want to reiterate what you said, which was, you know, is it sleep? Is it the weight? And in the fifth trimester, I think that's the time you might want to choose one of those things to focus on because the, the right after the baby's born, the first three months, don't focus on anything, you know, just, just be, just be focus on being mom. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. And as the baby gets older, things, you know, it, it feels a little more doable and you're getting into a schedule and that kind of thing. And yeah, I would choose if, if sleep is the biggest thing affecting your day to day, I would focus on that. If it's, um, eating, you know, some, some moms have a a hard time finding the time to eat because they don't have enough help. You know, I would focus on that and finding childcare to help you. Or if it's going back to work, then obviously focus on preparing yourself and your household for you to go back to work. Yeah, absolutely. One thing at a time is the key. And it's exactly what I teach as well. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, one last question I like to ask all of my guests is around tough love. So this is a tough love mom podcast. So you can shoot straight with the listeners. You don't need to sugarcoat anything. Cause that's what they're here for. But what is, you know, and tough love is truly just being straightforward with someone because you care about them and you want mm-hmm. what is best for their well being, physical, mental, emotional, their overall well being. And so when it comes to moms who are maybe in that fourth or fifth, even fifth trimester or beyond sixth, seventh, eighth, I mean, I feel like we have trimesters all the time with all the transitions, <laughs> but that mom that's in that season of transition and trying to navigate this new chapter, whether it's her first baby or her fifth, like it's always a new chapter of our life that we're learning. Um, what encouragement or tough love do you want to leave her with today? Oh, I love that question. Well, let me just sneak in one more thing, which yeah. is, I know your, your listeners are postpartum already. And I get a lot of second time moms who have, who had such a hard time the first time. So yeah. just keep all this in mind for the next time. You yep. know, you don't know what you don't know the first time around and, exactly. you know, um, the second time can be so much better if you prepare the right way. Yeah. So the tough love advice I would give mamas is, um, and this is for any time in life, but especially in that first year, a lot can feel like it's out of control. And I just want to remind you that in me and all of us, that we are responsible for our own lives. We can kind of let our circumstances dictate how we do things, but if you can step back and just take responsibility. And I I just learned this myself a few years ago, you know, like when I, when I hear responsibility, I'm like, yeah, I am a responsible person. I'm like, I'm very good at keeping my word and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I, I took a look at, but is, is my life exactly the way I want it to be? Am I doing the things? Am I becoming the person I want to be? Is my, my marriage or my, my parenting the way I want it to be? And I can take responsibility for the way it is right now and choose to move towards what I really, really want. And so I think responsibility is um, 
just if you look deeper into that word, we can do a lot more for where we are in life and not just allow our circumstances to kind of dictate how we do things or where we do things or how things go. Yeah, absolutely. And so much of that is just in educating yourself and preparing and taking advantage of the resources around you. So uh, can you let the listeners know where they can find you and follow you and get more if they're preparing for a future baby or even pregnant? So I do have some pregnant listeners that love to just, you know, prepare themselves. They're, they're the ones who love to prepare because they're like, I need to know my mindset and my habits for postpartum. So where can they find you? Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm new mom boss at on all the pro- platforms. So on Instagram, it's new mom boss. And the website is newmomboss.com. The podcast is called the new mom boss podcast. And so it's just uniform all across. And I will be having a workshop coming up. And I'm not sure when this is airing, but this workshop is going to be the beginning of June and the registration will open up a couple weeks prior. But it's a prepping for postpartum workshop. Um, if you know any pregnant mamas and you yourself have had difficulty and you now know how hard it really is, right? We don't know until we're in it. Um, just point in my direction and it's going to be a five-day workshop taking them through all the things to really prepare for their baby and to be a new mom. Perfect. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all your wisdom. Thank you, Liz. I appreciate it. I hope you caught that at the end, that even if you're someone who goes, you know, I'm not quite in the season right now where I need that kind of support, but you probably know someone who is. And I love that Calista brought up, if you know of another mom who's expecting or who needs that support and transitioning her mindset and her preparation, not just to pregnancy and birth, but also to postpartum, please go point them to this podcast episode and Calista's new mom boss podcast episode so they can become a new mom boss and really feel confident in their transition into motherhood because we need community. We need other people cheering us on and you can be that for another mom in your life. So share this episode, share the, share her podcast and this podcast with another mom in your life, come alongside them, do this motherhood thing together. So not only you're not lonely, but that mom who's becoming a new mom won't be lonely either. So share that with her, make sure that you go over on Instagram and let list to know how today's episode impacted you and helped you. And I will chat with you next time. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.